Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Off the Books Podcast. I am always, forever will be, the great Taylor. And joined with me today, like always, sometimes I wish not, the great Brandon. Uh, I think you need to say that correctly. That is Brandon of House Humeric, first of his name, Lord of the Seven Kingdoms, <laughs> Protector of the Realm, Lord of the First Men and the Rhinor. Okay, first off, Protector of the Realm is you're going to short-term live that because I just got a, a late birthday present for me. It's the Infinity Stone ring oh. from Pandora, so I'm going to be Protector of the Realm. Uh, well, it's not a gauntlet, so what can you really do with it? Snap my fucking finger. But, but it's just on one finger. And I put it on just, the biggest one. <laughs> just... Do that one one finger snap. <laughs> I put it on the biggest finger. Instead of taking out half the people, you're just like shaking your hand at them, <laughs> taking them out one at a time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, today, we are talking about the second part of our series, our two-part series. <laughs> two-part series. On Fire and Blood by George R.R. R. Martin. The history of the Targaryen household from the escape from Valeria to the regency of Aegon III. Uh, I guess two weeks ago now. We covered up through... The reign of Viserys the first, mm-hmm. and today, today, yes, light finger taps, finger pyramid, pyramid of power, <laughs> mind palace. <laughs> today, today we will be discussing the dying of dragons, also known as the dance of dragons, and the aftermath of such, Ooh. which will end this book and this series. Um, this is actually the source material for the new HBO series coming out, House of the Dragon. Uh, so if you don't want spoilers for that, stop, stop. listening. Or just, just like fast forward through the whole episode so, <laughs> so that we, we still, still get... get count. Like we still get the count for it. <laughs> we still get views. <laughs> <laughs> because... Just mark as red. Yeah. Yeah. And give us a five star rating on the episode because we should. <laughs> okay. So uh, the... Dance of Dra- Dance of the Dragons, or the Dying of Dragons, uh, took place from 129 AC to 131 AC. It was a very short period of time, but there's so much shit that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we can get into that, I need to do a little bit of backtracking. Back it. So the two warring factions through this were between the two claimants uh, for the throne, which was... Aegon II, the eldest son of Viserys, and Rhaenyra uh, Targaryen, his eldest daughter, which was uh, also his firstborn daughter. So Rhaenyra was the daughter of Viserys I and his first wife, first wife, first wife. (laughs) (laughs) That makes sense. Emma Arryn. And Aegon was his oldest son from his second wife, Alicent Hightower. Um... So, yeah, those two fucking hated each other. I will, yeah. I will, will tell you that. So, uh, Rhaenyra had two husbands. Her first husband gave her three sons, uh, Jaehaerys, J- 
Jacaris, Lucerus, and Joffrey, which they will be Jace, Luke, and Joff. I was about to say, I'm not saying those fucking names. No, they they actually are shortened to Jace, Luke, and Joff. Um, Thank goodness. But it was actually rumored that these three sons were not the sons of Lenor Valerian, her first husband. Hmm. Because Lenor wasn't really all that into, like, hanging out with his wife. He was hanging out with men? Yes. Yes! <laughs> Called it a fastidious queen. Yes. So, uh, the rumor was that they were actually bastard children of her chosen champion, Harwin Strong, also known as Breakbones. <laughs> he can break my bones anytime. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure he was breaking hymens, but... <laughs> uh, he can do that too. <laughs> uh, Aegon, also known as Aegon, uh, Aegon the Second, also known as Aegon the Elder, uh, married his sister Helena, and had two sons, Jaehaerys and Maelor, and one daughter, Jaehaera, who was twin to Jaehaerys. Mm. So uh, Viserys had actually named his daughter Rhaenyra. The Princess of Dragonstone. So if you got named the Prince of Dragonstone, that was what the heir was named. Okay. That was like the original Targaryen seat. Mm-hmm. So they were they were given that land and named the Prince or Princess of Dragonstone. And that kind of said, this is the heir to the throne. Gotcha. So she was named Princess of Dragonstone and the heir to the throne before the birth of his sons, but refused to change the inheritance even after his sons were born. To the ire of his second wife, Alicent. Drama. Yes. Alicent and Rhaenyra showed no love for each other. No um, love. From from the beginning. Um, They really did not like each other. Uh, So in 111 AC, there was a great tourney at King's Landing to celebrate the fifth year of Viserys' marriage to Queen Alicent. Mm Mm-hmm. Princess Rhaenyra showed up wearing a dress in the traditional Targaryen household colors, which was black and red, while the queen showed up wearing a green dress in the traditional colors of the Hightower household, which she was a Hightower. Mm-hmm. Um, after this incident, the queen's party, because there was kind of like two factions already starting, like the queen's party were people that thought that Viserys should change the inheritance so Aegon would be his heir. Yeah. While the princess's party... Would they wanted Rhaenyra to take the the throne after okay. Viserys and like for the inheritance to stay the way it is? So the Queen's party would be known as the Greens, and the Princess's party would be known as the Blacks from then Uh-oh. on. Yes. So uh, the relation between the two factions fell even further uh, when the children of the heirs. So the well, it was, the, it was the children of Rhaenyra and the children of Viserys with Alicent, so her half-siblings, mm-hmm. um, when they quarreled when they were very young. Uh, Aemon, the, the second son of Aegon, the elder, uh, tried to mount one of the dragons. And I have this as the, I have this here as Aemon was the second son. Aemon was the younger brother to Aegon, the elder. Okay. He tried to mount one of the dragons that was housed at Dragonstone at the time mm-hmm. to become a dragon rider and was confronted by Rhaenyra's sons, Jace, Luke, and Joff. Uh, Aemon being older and bigger 
beat the boys senseless. Yeah, so at this time, how many dragon riders were there? Rhaenyra was a dragon rider. Um, Aegon and Helena were both dragon riders at this point. Uh, Aemond had not taken a dragon. None of, of Rhaenyra's children had. Uh, Viserys's older or younger brother Damon was a dragon rider. Okay. Um, there was probably ten to twelve dragon riders at this point. Okay. Um, so yeah, Aemon being the the larger and older child beat the boys senseless until Luke, the second son of Rhaenyra, pulled a dagger and took out one of Aemon's eyes, and from that day forward, Aemon would be known as Aemon One Eye. <laughs> yeah. Funny. So. Amen. <laughs> how many eyes do you have? Amen. One eye. <laughs> Only got one eye. So that is kind of just the background that I needed to get in before we get into this. Good. So. Upon the death of King Viserys the First Targaryen, Queen Alicent and Sir Criston Cole, uh, Lord Commander of the King's Guard sent out the king's guard to summon the small council members during the gathering the conversation quickly stirred towards rainier's coronation but sir otto hightower father to, to queen allison and hand of the king uh told those who had gathered there that prince aegon the elder would be crowned uh of all of them there only lord lyman beesbury the master of coin insisted that rainier should be the queen and that she this is what her father wanted. This is the way it should be. Mm -hmm. um, he tried to leave and Sir Kristen Cole pretty much threw him back in the seat and then opened up his neck with a knife. <laughs> and, I don't know why that's funny. And the first blood spilled for in this Dance of Dragons was that of Lyman Beesbury, the master of coin. Uh, several other... Several other council members countered him. Sir Tylan Lannister argued that the oaths made by or made to Rhaenyra in one oh five AC had not been made by them since it had been twenty four years ago and that most of the lords that had made those oaths were dead. Um, Lord Jasper Wilde mentioned the old King Jaehaerys the First twice chose a male heir over the female heir and her descendants. And Sir Otto argued that Rhaenyra was married to Prince Damon, her second husband at the time, because Lenor had been killed in 120 AC, mm -hmm. when he quarreled with one of his favorites, which was one of the boys he was plinking at the time. And that man gotcha. stabbed him in the belly. Which is even, this is even more interesting. So Wait, when they were intimate? No, they were arguing. But they were intimate. Not in that moment, but, but they, they had been. Yes. Gotcha. Now I'm caught up. Yes. So Lenor had a twin sister, uh, Lena. Okay. And Lena had been married to Rhaenyra's uncle, Damon. Her, and then, you know, she was married to her twin brother, Lenor. Yeah. Both of them died within a year of each other, and then Damon and Rhaenyra married. Oh. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And Damon had been, when he was younger, he had been like Lord of the Gold Cloaks, which are like the city guard in King's Landing. He was the one that gave them the Gold Cloaks. Um, so everyone kind of referred to him as Lord Fleabottom. 
because he knew all of the wine sinks and potholes in the, you know, in the city. He knew all of the brothels and whatnot. Mm. So, yeah. So he was a little flea in your bed. Well, they referred to where, like, one of the worst parts of King's Landing as Flea Bottom. Mm-hmm. Because that was, like, where all of the poorest of the poor lived. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So. So probably not the best nickname to have. Correct. Um, so, yeah, uh, Sir Otto argued that Rhaenyra was married to Prince Damon, who would become the true ruler should Rhaenyra gain the crown. Uh, both Hightowers argued that not only they, but also Allison's children would, would die should Rhaenyra become their queen. It would later be said that Prince Aegon only reluctantly accepted the crown because his mother, brothers, sister, and children would otherwise be killed by Rhaenyra. When they first approached him with this, he was like, this is my sister's crown. Why would mm-hmm. I take... I'm, I'm not going to take this from her. Yeah. And then once they were like, look, they're going to kill you, all of your siblings, and your mom if you don't do this. So he ended up killing her? or So he was like, okay, I'll take the crown then. You can cor- go ahead and coronate me. Hmm. So Grandmaster Orwile predicted a war, believing that Rhaenyra would never be willing to give up her birthright and had dragons at her disposal. While Lyman declared that he was not listening to people plotting to steal her crown and attempted to leave, Sir Criston Cole killed him. This made Lord Beesbury the first casualty of the Dance of Dragons, like I said earlier. Uh, after Beesbury's death, the Green Council made their plans, vowing their loyalty to the new king and arresting all of those in King's Landing who would be loyal to Rhaenyra. To all of those who might be loyal to Aegon, Reagan, yeah, Reagan's, ravens were sent. Meanwhile, Rhaenyra remained on Dragonstone, unaware of what had happened, because she was actually, like, she was pregnant at the time. Mm-hmm. She was pregnant with her and Prince Damon's third child. They had had Damn. two sons already. So she did have, outside of the three sons that I named earlier, she had two younger sons, Aemon the Younger and Viserys. She so, named them the same name, Aemon the Younger? Well, he, they referred to him as Aegon the Younger because he had his uncle, who was Allison's oldest child, was Aegon as well. Okay. So they would refer to him as Aegon the Elder, and Aegon, Aegon the, the Younger was Rhaenyra's okay. fourth son. A little bit more sense. Yes. So, so Prince Aemond was sent to Storm's End uh, be, to betroth himself to one of Lord Boros Baratheon's daughters. So House Baratheon might fight for Aegon II. Because at this point, Aegon is a dragon rider. Aegon mm-hmm. the Elder is a dragon rider. Aemond is a dragon rider. Jace, Luke, and Joff, they're all dragon riders as well. Rhaenyra is a dragon rider. Daemon's a dragon rider. So there's at least five with the blacks. And then there's three, four with the greens. I would love to be a dragon rider. Like, I think that's my goal in my life. Yeah. Like, not to, like, be wealthy or, like, to have a family. But, like, my goal in life is to now be a dragon rider. Well, we need to find some dragons first. I think that would be pretty easy. Maybe we can sacrifice the 50 goats. 
lambs. Blood, blood sacrifice? Is that what you're talking about? No, just if we have 50 goats in a field, I'm, there has to be a dragon nearby that will like come up for like a little snacky snack, you know? Yeah, I figured you were just like, yeah, let's sacrifice the goats. <laughs> let's sacrifice And make the an goats. appeasement to the dragon gods. <laughs> Send me a dragon. <laughs> It's like, lizard people, I know you're watching. This is for you. <laughs> Illuminati, I know you're here. <laughs> Please send me a dragon. <laughs> I brought you goats. <laughs> Go to the goat man bridge. Goat man, I brought you some goats. <laughs> now where's my dragon? Goat man just pops up like, hey, I, uh, I don't have a dragon for you, but I got a he's on. He's on like crack, like, hey, man. <laughs> It's like, hey, man, I, uh, I don't have a dragon for you, but I got a troll over here. How about that? <laughs> I got a, I got a troll, but I need, the, I need those goats. Okay, I need them because I'm going to get more crack. <laughs> yeah, you, did, you know, did you know that guy, uh, Jacaris down there? <laughs> I give him goats and he gives me crack. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I give him goats, he gives me crack. And that troll man is under the bridge. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> So, Prince Aemon was sent to Storm's End to betroth himself to one of Lord Boros Baratheon's daughters so House Baratheon might fight for Aegon II. By the time he had left, the smell coming from Viserys I's room was all over Magor's Holdfast because they hadn't called for any of the priests to come in. They hadn't called for the Silent Sisters because they didn't want anyone to know that he was dead. Yeah. So, like, they hadn't even, they hadn't alerted they anyone they in the kingdom touch yet. Him, so he's just laying dead in a rotting? And rotting in his bed. That's disgusting. The servant that found him immediately went to Al- Queen Alicent. Yeah. And then was immediately thrown into the black cells under King, under the Red Keep. That's And a thrown into rude. the dungeon. Yeah. All she wanted to do was alert somebody. Yeah. So they, they, they threw this person in there. Um... They kept the information to themselves. They didn't call for anyone to do the, bl- the blessing of the seven on them or to prepare the body to be uh, burned, which was the way of the dragon. So, yeah. So he'd been sitting in there for like seven days at this point. <laughs> rotting. <laughs> yeah. It's disgusting. Yeah. So. By the time he had left, the smell coming from Sarah's first room was all over Magor's Holdfast. Seven days after Viserys had died, his death was finally announced to King's Landing and the Silent Sisters were sent for to prepare the body for the funeral pyre. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aegon's coronation was hastily prepared. The Dragon Pit, which was a large dome in King's Landing where they kept all of their dragons that were there, uh, was chosen for the site for its towering bronze doors, strong roof, and thick walls made it easily defensible. Sir Criston Cole crowned Aegon while Alicent Hightower craned crowned Aegon's sister wife Helena the night before however the first defection had taken place Sir Stephen Darklin the Kingsguard had left the city with amongst other things the crown worn by King Jaehaerys I and Viserys I on Dragonstone Rhaenyra had learned about the death of her father and the betrayal of her siblings anger had made her go into labor uh, which lasted for three days and brought forth a stillborn, deformed girl with no eyes, a hole in her chest, and a stubby little tail. Wait, she fucked a dragon? No, she fucked her uncle. But why would she have a tail? Well, remember, Magor had one that was stillborn and had fucking wings. Oh, yeah. yeah. But 
It still doesn't make sense, but okay. Generations I, of inbreeding. But you still want to have a fucking tail. Like, you want to just... Is that how dragons came up to But now? they're the blood of the dragon. I'm <laughs> caught up. Oh, that was Lord. a blonde moment. <laughs> so this deformed stillborn girl, Rhaenyra named Visenya, Rhaenyra in answer to Aegon's betrayal swore revenge. Uh, Rhaenyra called for her own council at Dragonstone, the Black Council in counter to the Green Council that had met after Viserys' death. Uh, participants were amongst others her uncle, husband, Damond, her three eldest sons, Jacaris, Lucerys, and Joffrey, Lord uh, Corlys Valerian, and his wife, Princess Rhaenys. Um, during the council, it was resolved that while Rhaenyra would remain at Dragonstone to regain her health, Prince Daemon and Caraxes, his dragon, mm-hmm. would travel to the river, Riverlands to make Harrenhal their base and rallying point for those lords loyal to Rhaenyra. House Valerian would close off the gullet, blocking all shipping from Blackwater Bay, basically stopping all... All the supplies coming in from sea into King's Landing. Gotcha. Um, Princess Rhaenys was convinced that Storm's End would declare for Rhaenyra since Lord Bormund Baratheon, the deceased father of Lord Boros, and Rhaenys' uncle, had always been a supporter of Rhaenys. Prince Daemon was also convinced that Lady Jane Arryn, the Maiden of the Vale, would bring support to their side uh, because they were very convinced that that Lady Jane was going to come to their side because they were like, if if this gets taken away, her mm-hmm. own like right to rule could come into question. Sure. Right. Sure. Um, though they believed the North to be too remote to play an important part in the war, messages were to be sent to those lords nonetheless. Uh, Rhaenyra was crowned queen using the crown her father and great-grandfather had worn, thanks to Sir Stephen Darklin, who had arrived from King's Landing. Prince Daemon placed the crown on Rhaenyra's head himself and was named Protector of the Realm, and Jacaris was officially named Prince of Dragonstone and heir to the Iron Throne. Uh, declaring Sir Otto Hightower and Queen Alicent traitors, Rhaenyra allowed for her half-siblings to be forgiven if they would come to Dragonstone and bend the knee. So she she was very against kinslaying. Okay, but bend the knee, what's that supposed to mean? They, they, she wanted her half-siblings, so Aegon and Aemond and, mm-hmm. and their brothers and sisters, to come to Dragonstone and swear homage to her as their queen. Gotcha. Correct. She she did not want to fight her siblings. Gotcha. She was like, I I know that we've had differences, and I know there's been some some trouble between them and my my children, but we can't allow, we can't sit here and kill each other. Yeah. She's like, but. Or can we? <laughs> the, Al, Allison Hightower and Otto Hightower planned all of this. Mm-hmm. They are the ones that fought here, not my siblings. Yeah. So, upon hearing these developments, King Aegon II declared Rhaenyra and Daemon traitors as well. After being persuaded by his mother, 
uh, Alicent and Sister Helena. Aegon dispatched Grandmaster Orwell to Dragonstone <clears throat> with a retainer under a peace banner offering Rhaenyra generous terms, but was refused. Not long after, but not before swearing on the seven-pointed star to go only as messengers, not knights, did Rhaenyra's sons depart, with the eldest son, Jacaris, visiting the Aarons of the Eyrie, the Manderleys of White Harbor, and the Starks of Winterfell. Rhaenyra's second son, Lacaris, traveled to Storm's End. So. Uh, the first real battle of the Dance of Dragons was the assault on Harrenhal. So Prince Daemon led the Blacks' attack on Harrenhal, uh, which was conquered without bloodshed in 129 AC. The without bloodshed? Yeah. They, they, they saw the dragons coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, they saw Prince Damon and his dragon, Craxy's coming, and were like, yep, throw the doors open, let him come, we'll give it to him. So the castellan, Sir Simon Strong, yielded when Caraxes landed on the Kingspire Tower. This conquest led to, victory, led to victories of the Black at Burning Mill and Stonehenge, and allowed the river lords, such as House Blackwood, to gather at Harrenhal. So they just seceded. Yeah, they were just like, yep. It's you, yours. It's it's yours. We don't like it that much. Yeah. <laughs> we'll find more real estate yeah. somewhere else. Um, in the meantime, Jacaris gained Lady Arryn and the Lords Manderley, Borl and Sunderland, and Cregan Stark to Rhaenyra's cause with Cregan allying through the Pact of Ice and Fire. Um, they said those two were almost like brothers hmm. when they met. Like, like they they've bonded very, very well. Um, let me look at this real quick. Okay. Yes, the, uh, the burning mill was the first bloody battle of the Dance of Dragons. But we will skip past that. <laughs> Actually, uh, I want to say it's... <laughs> The I battle was like, of, oh, he's actually skipping past something. The, the battle of, of Burning Mill was where the older brother and father of, um, I think it's Benjakok Blackwood was killed. <laughs> you can't not laugh at that name. Benjakot? Benjakot? Cot. Cot. You thought I was talking. You thought I said Benjakok, didn't you? I did. I was like, yeah, Benjakok. Okay. Yeah. So Benjakok Blackwood is actually one of the, I think, one of the most interesting people in this this point in Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm. um, he was like twelve years old when when his father and um, when his father and older brother were killed. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, well, you're going to have a regent and whatnot. And he was like, absolutely not, I, I am. And then started to, like, lead people into fucking battle as, at 12 years old. By the, end of the, by the end of the Dance of Dragons, he was one of the most accomplished field commanders. And he was only 15. Holy shit. And had gotten the name Bloody Ben. Good for this man. Yeah. And one I mean, of, he's really going to town. One of his most accomplished, I would say, companions was actually his aunt. 
Alisane Black Alley Blackwood. <laughs> yep, they said she was one of the most skilled archers in the entire Seven Kingdoms. That is a name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. That's so funny. Yep. Good for them. I mean, if they can kill some people, might as well. Benjikot was 11 when he became the Lord of Raventree. What the f- <laughs> He was 11. I'm really slacking He was life. 11 years old. I'm yep. not a lord in anything. It's really upsetting. Yep. Yep, and, and at that point, his... um. So I think when with the the Tullys who were like the wardens of of River Run at this point they were going through like their uh, like Muppets and Sesame Street time mm-hmm. because they had Grover Tully, they had Kermit Tully, they had Elmo Tully, and they who what the hell was the other one? They had another one too. But like <laughs> those those, <laughs> those three right there. <laughs> <laughs> the creators of Sesame Street, like millions of years ago. Yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> that was an exaggeration. Thousands of years ago. <laughs> so, one of the first big losses for the Blacks of the Dance of Dragons was in an incident called the Dance Over Shipbreaker Bay. Uh, so Lucerus flew to Storm's End, arriving before a gathering storm. Um, and when he got there, he found Prince Aemond, the same prince that he had taken an eye from years before. Prince Aemond now wore a sapphire in the place of where his eye had been. Hey, I mean, if you're going to rock something there, might as well rock a jewel. <laughs> yeah, so he had a big-ass sapphire instead of an eye under an eye patch. Oh, like still under an eye patch. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. So when he got there, he found Prince Aemon and his dragon, Vagar. Uh, Vagar was the oldest and largest dragon in Westeros at this point. And it was Vagar that Aemon was trying to mount when he was confronted by Jace Lukinchoff all those years ago. So Aemon tried to goad Lyceris into a fight, insulting him and calling him a strong bastard. Because everyone was thought that Harwin Strong was his actual father. Um, but Lucerus swore not to fight, refused him. He delivered his message to Boros, Lord Boros Baratheon, but was refused and told to leave. Uh, Boros prevented Aemon, Aemon from attacking his cousin in his castle, but did allow for the prince to follow him, saying... When he wanted, when Eamon wanted to fight him, he said, "You will not fight under my roof." But after he left, Eamon was like, "You, you're just gonna let him go? Like, uh, why can't I go after him?" And he goes, "What you do not under my roof is not my concern." That is true. And then his guards parted way and allowed him to follow his, after his cousin. Um, yeah, I mean, if you're gonna take your problems, like take him out of my thr- out of my kingdom, you know? Yeah. So mounted on his dragon, Aemon caught up with Lucerus during a raging storm. Uh, the fight between the two dragons did not last long. Vagar, being five times bigger, bigger, had the advantage, and Arix fell broken. His head and neck washed up on, on the shore, 
three days later along with the corpse of Lucerus Valerian. Or, I'm sorry, Targaryen, not Valerian. I was like, that's like two first names, man. Actually, he might be a Valerian now that I really think about it. Anyway. Uh, Rhaenyra collapsed when learning of Lucerus's death. Prince Daemon at Harrenhal sent a raven to his wife, promising that her son's death would be avenged. An eye for an eye, and a son for a son. I agree with that. Using one of his friends from King's Landing, Daemon enlisted the help of a former sergeant of the City Watch, known only as Blood, and a rat catcher from the Red Keep, known only as Cheese. The two snuck into the Red Keep, using secret tunnels and hidden doors that only Cheese knew, uh, which brought them to the Tower of the Hand. There, Queen Alicent was had Queen Allison had moved into the, the Tower of the Hand, leaving Magor's Keep after her son and mm-hmm. daughter ascended the throne. Uh, they knew that Queen Helena brought their three children there to see their grandmother every night. So once they got into the Tower of the Hand, Queen Allison was bound and gagged, and her bedmaid was strangled. When C- Queen Helena uh, appeared with three children... Blood and Cheese barred the doors, killed the the guards that were with Queen Helena, and told her to choose which of her sons would die. Wow. Helena begged and pleaded for them to take her life and leave her children be, and they said, choose one of your sons. We won't hurt any of your other children. We won't hurt you. Damn. But choose one of your sons. Helena reluctantly chose Maelor, um, her youngest son. Did he fail at school or wasn't a good fighter? He wasn't the heir. Oh. Yes. He was a bastard? No. Her her older son, Jaehaerys, was the heir. Mm. And he was already betrothed yeah. to his twin sister, Jahera. So all three of them are there watching this. She's, <laughs> this she's, is so fucked up. She told, she told them that, that she chose Maelor. Uh, blood looked at Maelor. Grabbed him by the shoulder and said, you hear that, little lord? Your mother wants you dead. And then grabbed Jaehaerys and slit his throat, taking his head off in one blow. So they didn't even kill the guy that they, she said. Right. They wanted, they wanted this child to know that his mother was willing to choose him to die, and then they killed his brother. I mean, that's a big power move. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you're going to have the balls to do something, I would definitely say have the balls to do that. Yep. That'd be cool. I would love to see that, especially if they have it in the the show. They should. Yeah. They should. I would love to see that. So the two fled with the prince's head, leaving the others unharmed. Uh, Blood was seized at the the gate of the gods with the head of Prince Jaehaerys hidden in a saddle sack. Under torture, he confessed that he was making for Harrenhal to collect his reward from Prince Daemon. He also s- described the whore who had lured him or hired him and Cheese, Messeria. Uh, the gold cloaks led by Sir Luther Largent searched the street of silk from top to bottom but found no trace of Messeria or Cheese. Can I just say, if I'm going to be hired by somebody, Cheese is a good way to go. Well, Cheese was one of the people hired. They were hired by Messeria. It's a person's name? That was what he was known by. The They're two... not paying him in Cheese? No. 
Ah, oh, I would have loved to be paid in cheese. No, but he, but cheese and blood were hired by Masseria, who was also known as Lady Misery. I would just love to be paid in cheese. I just think that'd be fantastic. I would say, yes, please, I'll take brie. I'll take a little bit of gouda. You know, like, lay it out for me in a platter, in a coochie board. I would love that. I will go to town on that. We should probably explain to our listeners that when you say coochie board, oh, you're talking yeah. about a charcuterie board? We're talking about a charcuterie board. Not Just one of the people coochie. that we know calls it a coochie board? Yes. Because he doesn't know how to say it correctly. Correct. So. So. In his wrath, King Aegon II ordered that all the rat catchers in the city be hanged. Afterwards, Sir Otto Hightower brought a hundred cats to the Red Keep to take their place. Fifty goats, a hundred cats, I mean. (laughs) Queen Helena sank into a deep depression, refusing to eat, bathe, or leave her chambers, and couldn't stand to be in the presence of Maelor, having named him to die. Thus, the king took Maelor from her and gave him to Queen Alicent to raise as if he were her own. Thereafter, the king and queen slept separately. She fell deeper into madness while Aegon fell into rage and drink. Hmm. Yes. I mean, how else would you react if one of your your sons was murdered? I mean, to be honest, either either way, a son was going to be murdered, so... Well, when, when Aemon returned from the Stormlands and had told them that he had killed Lucerys, um... Otto Hightower, his grandfather, chastised him the entire time and said, you fool. No, not... No. Gotcha. No. Okay. That's castrate. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. This is chastise. He berated him verbally. (laughs) I am back in it now. (laughs) (laughs) He, He gave him a lecture. He basically told him... You should him, say it that way. Because <laughs> it just sounds too close to the other. <laughs> they don't, but okay. <laughs> they do. <laughs> Castrate, chastise. If they were written next to each other, 100%, I would not know which one's which. You definitely... You you would know that one is definitely castrate, and you would know that the other one is chastate. Proceed. <laughs> <laughs> He had told Eamon, he said, you lost one eye. How could you be so blind? Because <laughs> now, now, now he... You lost one eye. How could you be so blind? Yeah. Can't see. Because now he was like, now there is, there is no way that we can use diplomacy <laughs> to put an end to this. Oh, that's so funny. But Aegon welcomed him back with, with open arms, treating him like a hero. So, after the deaths of both princes, both sides called for vengeance. Lords called for their banners and marched their armies. The forces of House Blackwood, which had declared for Rhaenyra, invaded the lands of green-aligned House Bracken, uh, putting villages to the torch and despoiling seps. Seps are churches. Gotcha. Yes. Uh, the Bracken forces were surprised by the Blackwoods while on the march and were ultimately defeated in the Battle of the Burning Mill. Uh, the survivors turned back to Stonehenge only to find that it had been seized by the Blacks in their absence. The Brackens yielded and thus King Aegon lost his last supporter in the river va- Riverlands. I will say this as well. House Tully at this point had not declared for either side. 
there was two houses that for a while in this didn't do anything. House Tyrell, which was the the Wardens of the Reach, mm-hmm. which was one of the largest uh, areas in Westeros. They had not, they did not declare for either side in this entire thing. But one of, two of their biggest bannermen, the mm-hmm. High Towers of Old Town and the Red Wines of the Arbor, both declared for King Aegon early. Obviously, the High Towers were going to because that's their grandchild. Yeah. Uh, but the Red Wines are very close allies with the High Towers. Mm-hmm. So they declared for Aegon nearly immediately. But the, the Tyrells did not. The Tullys eventually will. Um, but they decide to sit in River Run and not do anything at this point. They are the Lord Paramounts of the Riverlands. So. <laughs> gotcha. They're just sitting by the mouth of the river? Uh, they were sitting by like a lot of mouths of the river. Mm. Yeah. Not 43 of them, though. Uh, fairly close, probably. Fairly close. Yeah. So the whole time they're just they're just going mouth of the river, mouth of the river, mouth of the river. It's called the Riverlands for a reason. I guess that's true. Yeah. Can proceed. Thank you. Thank you. Thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> so Sir Otto Hightower, the hand of the king, took to winning over lords, hiring cell swords, strengthening the defenses of King's Landing, and seeking other alliances. He sent ravens to Winterfell, the Erie, River Run, White Harbor, Galltown, Bitterbridge, Fair Isle, and half a hundred other seats. He sent riders to holdings closer to the capital to summon their lords and ladies to court to do fealty to King Aegon. He also reached out to Dorne, which had fought against Daemon in the War of the Stepstones, but Prince uh, Corin Martell refused to take part. Yes. The fall of Heron Hall and the defeat, uh, defeats at the Burning Mill and Stonehenge, Stonehenge, made Aegon II fearful. His fears deepened when ravens returned from the Reach, where the Greens thought themselves strongest. Lords Costain, Mullendore, Tarly, Rowan, and Grimm declared for Rhaenyra. Such division led the Castellan Stuart and mother of the young Lord Tyrell in their role as regents, to refuse to take part. Uh, Sir Otto sent word to his nephew, Lord Ormond Hightower, to put down the rebellions in the Reach. More blows came to Aegon II in the form of rejections from the Vale and the North, and the constant complaints of merchants for the closing of the Blackwater, of, of Blackwater Bay by the Sneestakes, the Sea Snakes Fleets which was mm-hmm. the nickname of Corliss Valerian. You did great. Yeah. Uh, with his overturn, with his overtures to Dalton Greyjoy ignored, Dalton Greyjoy was the Lord Reaper of the Iron Islands. Um, Sir Otto sent envoys to the Kingdom of the Three Daughters, which was three of the free cities of Essos. Mm-hmm promising exclusive trading rates at King's Landing as well as seeding the Stepstones, even though the Iron Islands had never claimed them, or the Iron Throne had never claimed them, if they would clear out the gullet of the Valerian fleet. The Triarchy was slow to move, however, as all important decisions were left at the hands of a high council. The delay did not sit well with Aegon II, who came to his grandfather, 
multiple times and said, you need to fucking do something. Yeah. Until he was ultimately dismissed and the hand of the king was turned over to the Lord Commander of his Kingsguard, Sir Kristen Cole. Sir Kristen Cole. Mm-hmm. That's a cool name. Yeah. Yeah. Sir Kristen Cole's first advice to the king was to treat those who denied him fealty as traitors. Thus, all blacks imprisoned in the dungeons were dragged to the Red Keep's yard before the king's justice and his axe. Each prisoner was given a last chance to swear fealty to King Aegon. Only Lords Butterwell, Stokeworth, and Rosby bent the knee to Aegon II, while Lords Hayford, Merriweather, Hart, Buckler, Caswell, and Lady Fell remained true to their vows to defend Rhaenyra's rights and were beheaded along with eight landed knights and two score servants and retainers. Their heads were mounted on spikes above the gates of King's Landing. I mean, that, again, that's the way to do it. If you want to make a statement piece, might as, you know, decorate your, your front door with a little bit of little bit of heads. Yes. So, two of the members of the King's Guard were identical twins. Ooh, were they on different sides? Yes, they were. Oh, I love this shit. <laughs> yes, they were. This is the best thing. Uh, it was <laughs> Eric Cargyle and Eric Cargyle. One spelled with a K, isn't it? One is spelled E R R Y K, and one is spelled A R R Y K. I fucking hate that. <laughs> I hate that. You could have went it made it easy and said E R I C and E R I K, but they had to do it with an A and an E, like dipshits that's ridiculous that is the worst kind of spelling i've ever heard oh lord so the the two brothers that actually when when i talked earlier about how maester orwile had been sent to dragonstone to try and parlay and to bring like a peace agreement sure um eric cargyle was already there on dragonstone with renera mm -hmm. and his brother eric cargyle had been sent as part of the retainer with Grand Maester Orwile. Yes. And supposedly uh, they said their final goodbyes to each other then. And were like, I love you, brother. The next time we see each other, we will be enemies. I enjoy that. I enjoy that. Because yes. you know what I'd like? I love a little bit of tension, especially in family or friends. Have you ever watched or read Vampire Night? No, no, you haven't. There is this one part, and I love it. And spoiler alert to people who haven't watched it and want to. It's an anime. But at the end of, like, season two, her best friend, like, he, she turns into a vampire. Weird part is, he is also a vampire, so it doesn't make sense. He, he was turned, but she was born, so it's kind of a little bit different. But he tells her at the end of season two that... Uh, next time I see you, I will kill you. Hmm. It's so hypocritical, though. Yeah. But I love things like that. I find it hilarious. So. So. It gets a little deeper with this. Not even the Kingsguard were unaffected by the dance. The seven sworn brothers, so the Kingsguard is made up of seven people. Yes. They, when they make their, when they take their, their oath. Mm-hmm. It is an oath for life. They cannot marry. They cannot hold lands. They cannot bother any children. 
Okay. They're known as the White Cloaks. There's always seven. Even at this point. So not even the Kingsguard were unaffected by the dance. The seven sworn brothers split upon the death of King Viserys I. Sir Laurent Marbrand and Sir, Sir Eric Cargyle were already at Dragonstone defending Rhaenyra and her blacks later being joined by Sir Stephen Darklin. The three for, forming the core of her new Queen's Guard. The other four, Sir Criston Cole, Lord Commander of the Kingsguard, Sir Eric Cargyle, Sir Rickard Thorne, and Sir Willis Fell, sided with Aegon II and his Greens at King's Landing. Desiring revenge for the murder of his heir, Aegon meant to descend on Dragonstone atop his dragon, Sunfire, to seize or slay his half-sister and her bastard sons. The Green Council managed to dissuade him. Sir Criston Cole, still Lord Commander of the Kingsguard, as well as Hand of the King, mm-hmm. uh, proposed using stealth and treachery as the pretender princess had done. Thus, he tasked Sir Eric Cargyle with infiltrating Dragonstone in the guise of his twin, Sir Eric. It is uncertain whether he was to kill Rhaenyra or her children, as accounts differ, according to uh, Septon Eusis, who was with King Aegon at the time. Sir Eric visited the Red Keep to pray for the Red Keep Sept to pray for forgiveness from the Mother Above, uh, Grand Must. Meister Munkin, who helps put down the true telling and mm-hmm. was the uh, he seceded Grandmaster Grandmaster Orwile. Munkin states the target was Rhaenyra, while Mushroom the Fool, which Mushroom is a very interesting character because they said he was a three foot tall person with an enormous head <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and an even larger member. He was a tripod. Yeah. Essentially. So if he's tired, he can... (laughs) (laughs) While Mushroom (laughs) insists that it was her sons, Jacaris and Joffrey Strong, but the twins happened to come come upon each other in one of the halls of the castle citadel and fought to the death. According to songs, the brothers professed their love as, as their swords clashed, dying in one another's arms after fighting for an hour with duty in their hearts. However, the account of Mushroom, who claimed to have witnessed the duel, said they condemned each other as traitors and were both mortally wounded within moments. Now, people heard them fighting Mm -hmm. and came to help. But they were like, who the fuck is who? Which side are we on? Okay. Which one of them was ours? Yeah. <laughs> Which one of them was ours? I don't know. Which Eric is Eric? Okay. <laughs> Which Eric is my Eric? So they they killed each other. <laughs> they killed each other. That's funny. Not uh, funny, but it's funny. So Hall and the Burning Mill made the young king, Aegon II, realize his situation was severe. Mm-hmm. Well, how... House Hightower of Old Town and House Redwine of the Arbor stood firmly behind Aegon, Lord Owen Castain of Three Towers. Oh, God, excuse me. Um, Lord Mullendore of Uplands, Lord Alan Tarley of Horn Hill, Lord Thaddeus Rowan of Golden Grove, and Lord Grimm of Greyshield declared for Rhaenyra 
as did the Vale of Arran, White Harbor, Winterfell, the Blackwoods, and other river lords who were assembling at Heron Hall. Sir Otto Hightower believed that Daemon was Rhaenyra's greatest weakness and reached out to an old foe of Daemon's, the kingdom of the three daughters across the Narrow Sea, hoping to use them against Corlys Valerian. Aegon II was running out of patience, however, and removed Otto as hand. Sir Criston Cole was named in his stead and decided quick actions were necessary. Aegon acted by sacking Duskendale and having Lord Darkland beheaded for supporting Rhaenyra. Criston then turned his attention to Rook's Rest for House Staunton and, pledged their, and had pledged their support to Rhaenyra as well. Lord Staunton defied his attackers and dispatched a raven to Dragonstone. Princess, Rhaenyra, Princess Rhaenys arrived on her dragon, Maelys, but Criston's men attacked the dragon with scorpions, longbows, longbows and crossbows in the Battle of Rook's Rest in 129 AC. How big are these scorpions? The scorpions are, uh, imagine giant crossbows mounted to, like, tripods. You mean the ones that they, like, load and then... Well, that'd be like a catapult. catapult. Remember how, when, in the, la the last episode, I was talking about how one of Aegon the Conqueror's wife was killed when her dragon was killed? Mm -hmm. Because it got shot through an eye with a big... Like metal fucking bolt. Mm -hmm. That was fired by a scorpion. Proceed. <laughs> I am a little nervous of these scorpions. Because they have to be. They're huge. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. Rolling around. Not those kind of scorpions. Shooting. Oh, no. I thought you were talking about the animal. The. In, whatever the hell they are. Orthiopod. Yeah. It's exactly what I'm talking about. Like the little scorpions. Yeah, they're shooting those. That's what we are talking about. No. It's not. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> We're talking about medieval siege weapons. Think of a ballista. They're, the weapon is called a scorpion. Correct. Good steer. Goddamn, <laughs> sir. You can't do that. You can't just say scorpion and me not think of these big fucking insects no giant crossbows i was thinking of a giant scorpion continue <laughs> okay so <laughs> proceed so while the attack is going on princess rainies arrives on her dragon melees um and then sunfire and Rhaegar appeared in the sky uh, flown by king aegon ii and his brother prince aemond the dragons fought a thousand feet above the ground, Maelys' jaw closing around Sunfire's neck, and Rhaegar fell upon them, causing all three dragons to crash. From the ashes, only Vagar rose again, Sunfire having one of... Where were the fuck? Sunfire had one, of... one wing half-torn from his body, whilst his rider, King Aegon II, Suffered several broken bones and severe burns. They said he suffered a broken hip and some of the burns on him were so bad that it fused part of his armor with his skin. That's disgusting. Yeah. Um, but I kind of want to see it in a show. <laughs> Rhaenys was found completely burned next to Maelys. Uh, and Maelys also died. Mm -hmm. 
After the battle, Prince Aemon and Kristen Cole took Rook's rest and put the garrison to death. The head of Maelys was brought back to King's Landing, inspiring fear amongst the small folk and causing thousands to flee the capital until the gates were barred by Dowager Queen Alicent. Aegon was brought back to King's Landing, where Maesters attended his severe wounds while he slept under the influence of Milk of the Poppy. Sunfire was too large to be moved and was unable to fly. The dragon remained at Rook's Rest, where guards were posted to keep him safe and fed. While Aegon was unable to rule, Aemon assumed the style of Protector of the Realm. The, yeah, the death of Rhaenys put a lot of strain on Corlys Valerian. Lord Corlys Valerian, upon hearing of the death of his wife Rhaenys, threatened to leave Rhaenyra's cause until Prince Jacaris uh, named him Hand of the Queen. Uh, Corlys Valerian was probably the strongest ally that Rhaenyra had. Mm-hmm. Um, she, he was... I guess technically her former father-in-law. Okay. Because Lenor had been his son. Okay. Um, he was also like the most accomplished uh, mariner that really has like ever been seen throughout the Seven Kingdoms. Gotcha. So. Um, yeah, because at this point he's like in his seventies. Oh wow. Yeah. These yeah. people be living long. Some of them. Some of them. Luke was only 14. I mean, did he die of natural causes? He was the one that was, like, killed on his dragon above above Shipbreaker Bay. Exactly. (laughs) He didn't die of natural causes. And actually, I think he was 13. Did he, again, rest my case, he did not die of natural causes. But you know who was leading armies at 11? Benjikot Blackwood. Uh (laughs) My man. (laughs) So, um, since they sent Prince Joffrey to the Vale of Arryn with Lady Reyna and three dragon's eggs and Joffrey's dragon Taraxes uh, to keep them safe. Mm-hmm. Prince Aegon the Younger and Prince Viserys were sent to Pentos on a ship called the Gay Abandon to be fostered with the Prince of Pentos a friend of Damon's until Rhaenyra had secured the Iron Throne. Um, okay, we'll talk about that in a second. Jacaris wanted to attack the capital with as many dragons as possible. With six riderless dragons present on Dragonstone, Jacaris called out to Dragon Seeds, which Dragon Seeds were bastards that had been uh, fathered by. Targaryens. Okay. Because if even though under Jaehaerys the Conciliator, the first knight's right had been abolished, mm-hmm. uh, there wasn't a whole lot of places in in Westeros where the first knight was taken more advantage of than on Dragonstone. Gotcha. The Targaryens were fucking everyone. And actually, some of the small folk of Dragonstone saw that as like a a huge blessing that you could get a dragon seed. Yeah. <laughs> Am I right? No, it it was. That 
Again, that's what I mean by... That's just a wank. Yeah, but it's like... So the people... They were sowing seeds. Gotcha. <laughs> so... That's so Jacares called out to dragon seeds, promising knighthood and wealth to anyone who could master a dragon. <laughs> well... <laughs> <laughs> just imagining a person instead of a dragon if you can master the dragon and get a dragon seed you'll be set it's like if you can prove that you are a dragon seed and ride this dragon you're even more set yeah um so funny many many were injured or died uh amongst them was lord commander of the queen's guard stefan darkland Though four people eventually seceded. Vermithor was claimed by Hugh Hammer. Silverwing by Off the White. Sea Smoke by Adam of Hull. And Sheep Stealer by a bastard-born girl named Nettles. Uh, Corliss asked Reyna to remove the taint of bastardy from Adam and his brother Alan making them true Valerians, and he named Adam heir to Driftmark. Uh, Adam and his younger brother, Alan, their mother, tried to say that Lenor Valerian, Rhaenyra's first husband, was their father. To get that child support. Well, they're pretty sure that it was actually Corliss was the father. Okay. But... They didn't, they were never going to bring that up when his wife was still alive because she was the blood of the dragon and apparently was very quick to temper mm. and had a fucking dragon. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, that could be bad. So, Especially when she can just go, Yeah. Um, can we light a candle, please? Line up three people. <laughs> These are the candles. <laughs> Meanwhile, 90 warships sailing from the Stepstones chanced upon the gay abandon carrying prince aegon the younger and prince viserys in 129 ac the escorting ships because there were only nine ships that were escorting the gay abandon the escorting ships were sunk or taken prince aegon managed to escape by clinging to the neck of his dragon stormcloud who was mortally wounded but delivered aegon back to dragonstone viserys having only a dragon egg was unable to escape and was made captive of admiral Sharko lore Lahore of Lise, Grand Commander of this mm-hmm. Navy uh, Armada. Yeah. True. Um, Aegon managed to fly to Dragonstone, and Prince Jaehaerys on Vermax flew to the Lysini galleys, quickly followed by the four dragon seeds. The warships tried to flee, but in the fighting, Vermax flew too low and crashed into the sea. Jaehaerys leaped free, but was pierced by quarrels. So they're not really sure what happened to Vermax, but they're thinking that one of the things that could have happened is that some that you know he could have been hit with a, a lucky crossbow bolt. Mm-hmm. One of the stories that tends to get some credence is that one of the men in a crow's nest of one of these ships threw a grappling hook at this dragon as it was flying past and it caught in its scales but because it was flying so quickly this grappling hook that was anchored to the boat ripped it open 
and then it crashed to the sea. Jaharis, yeah, Jay survived this. And then the Lassini sailors shot him with crossbow bolts multiple times, killing him. That's insane. Yeah, so now Rhaenyra's has lost both of her oldest sons. I mean, did she deserve it, though? Uh, the 28 Lysini ships that survived sacked Spicetown on their way back and butchered men, women, and children. High tide containing all of Corlys Valerian's treasures was consumed by fire, one-third of his fleet being destroyed. Damn. The Battle of the Gullet was the first time that the Dragon Seeds fought with uh, Rhaenyra's army and proved their... You know, proved their worth. Yeah. Uh, fortunately, it was at the loss of Vermax and uh, Jace. Yeah. But I mean, overall, I think it's like a win-win. For who? I don't know. Not Rhaenyra. No. <laughs> she just win, lost. Win-lose. <laughs> she just lost her heir. That is true. Win-lose. So, a fortnight later... Lord Ormond Hightower found himself stuck between two armies. Lord Thaddeus Rowan and Tom Flowers from Golden Grove and Bitter, Bitterbridge came down on him from the northeast, while Sir Alan Beesbury, Lord, Lord Alan Tarley, and Lord Owen Costain were cutting off the retreat back to Old Town. They closed around him, but Prince, Prince Darren, the third son of... Uh, King Viserys, the deceased queen, King Viserys, mm -hmm. and the uh, Dowager Queen Alicent, and his dra so But Prince Darren and his dragon Tessarian joined the battle. Tom Flowers died, Lord Rowan fled, the Allens were captured, and Lord Costain was mortally wounded. The victory in the Battle of the Honeywine in 129 AC led to Ormond knighting Darren and naming him Darren the Daring. I love these names. They're <laughs> <laughs> just getting better and better. Mm -hmm. Darren the Daring. Yeah, he was 14 and he was just like, they okay. didn't want him to fly his dragon into this battle and he turned the tide of the battle single-handedly because of his, well... His dragon turned the tide of battle single-handedly. I was about to say, there's no way a fucking 14-year-old did all that himself. Yeah. But he continued to prove his worth with with, with his scout, with the way he would scout, and the way that he would fight and help lead men. I mean, he's got my vote. <laughs> um, meanwhile, Lord Wallace Mouton retook Rook's Rest but died attempting to kill the wounded Sunfire, the king's own dragon. <laughs> uh, when some of his men returned, Sunfire had disappeared. They found no tracks suggesting Sunfire had taken wing again despite his wounds. The dragon would not be seen for another half year. Damn. So, unfortunately, Sunfire could really no longer, like, soar through the skies. Mm -hmm. And as Mushroom was known to say... He turned from a glorious dragon to a hopping chicken. A hopping, fire-breathing chicken. As he hopped from one hilltop to the next. I would love to see that. <laughs> <laughs> it just seems so funny to me. Uh, I mean, Mushroom's got some great anecdotes like through this entire thing. I fucking love Mushroom now. 
that little guy over here. <laughs> I'm honestly, I'm really interested to see how they portray him in the show because he's in a lot of this shit. Like he's normally always with Rhaenyra, mm-hmm. or like kind of just in the thick of shit somehow. And they have to do CGI because nobody looks. You'd be surprised. If I, I mean, granted. They had Peter Dinklage play Tyrion Lannister in mm-hmm. the show, but Tyrion was like horribly deformed. Yeah. In the books, mm-hmm. they just put a scar on Tyrion's face. Exactly. But in the he show, is very good looking. Who Peter Dinklage? Mm-hmm. He's also a really fucking good actor. He's fantastic. A fucking man. Fantastic. I everything he. I mean, I didn't really watch Game of Thrones. I need to still, but. Everything other than that that he's in. I always try to watch it. He was in one of the X-Men movies. He was. Yeah. He's fantastic. Yeah. Great. Great. Great uh, actor. He, he deserves more pay than he probably gets. Yes. So, while the North assembled forces, Prince Aemon believed Daemon and his host at Hall to be the real danger. Aemon and Sir Criston Cole rode from King's Landing with a host of 4,000 and the dragon... Of Vagar into the Riverlands. God, excuse me. Damon knew of their plans before Aemon had left the capital, however, and had hastened south on Caraxes. Staying well away from Kristen Cole's line of march, Aemon and Kristen found Harrenhal abandoned after a 19 day march, believing themselves victorious. Uh, an army of Greens from the Westerlands defeated the western river lords at the battle of the red fork early in 130 ac their leader lord jason lannister was mortally wounded by sir pate of longleaf during the battle however and sir aiden tarbeck was slain three days later at the battle of acorn hall tarbeck took over for jason lannister mm. and jason lannister's twin brother uh tyland is currently on the green council is his twin brother also called Jason? No, Jason's twin brother is Tylan. Oh, we're good. It's not, it's not like the Cargyle twins. Okay. I got <laughs> a little nervous that he had a theme here. And I was about to call up Mr. Martin and have a word. Be like, Germ, what is this? What, why do you need to have the same name but an A and an E? It makes no sense. <laughs> So after the after Sir Adrian Tarbeck was slain, uh, Old Lord Humphrey Lefford took command of the Lannister host, which marched east with the intention of joining Kristen and Aemond. At the western shore of the God's Eyes, the Westermen came across Lord Roderick Dustin and his winter wolves. So Roderick R- Dustin was the uh, Lord of Barrowton, which mm-hmm. was one of the cities in the north. Winter was beginning in the north. Winter was coming. It was, yes. The winter was beginning. So winter is coming. These winter wolves that came down, he brought 2,000 men with him. Hmm. Yeah, called the winter wolves. And not a single one of them expected to go home. So. So it's in the north when winter comes. Mm-hmm. It's tradition that the old, the sick, the unmarried... Uh, the youngest children will just go. They'll just leave. For no reason? Like there's no war? There's no war. They'll just go into the wilderness and die. Okay, but like unmarried and like 
the youngest. But see, winter doesn't come. It's not a yearly thing there. Like winter comes in one thirty and doesn't end until one thirty four. So I'm marrying everybody then. <laughs> like <laughs> fuck that shit. I'm no. And, I'm it, marrying and they can't predict when winter is going to come either. So they they literally just have to hop to. Basically. <laughs> I'm two now, better better be four by the time it comes. Well, I mean, if you're a child like that, they're not going to send you out. Thank God. But they, they, do, they do these. And these people, like, they're like, I'm going to go. Like, they know, like, this is their duty. Because if with them not there, there's less mouths to feed and there's more chance of their loved ones surviving the winter. I mean. And by winter, I'm talking, like, they'll get 20-foot snows. I guess it, I mean, it makes sense. It's just, yeah. But just the unmarried part kills me. Like, who are you saving at that point? You're unloved. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you have nobody. They've got their families. Do they? If they're unmarried, they're still with their parents and their, lo- and their siblings and whatnot. I guess. Yeah. So these winter wolves, none of them expected to go home. They were like, we're coming down here. Instead of dying in the woods by ourselves and whatnot, we're going to die honorably with a sword in our hand and fight (laughs) so uh the westermen came across lord roderick dustin with his winter wolves who had combined forces with lord forest Frey and rob red rob rivers from the south pate the lion slayer now who was formerly pate of long's longleaf Mm -hmm. uh, with lord bigglestone chambers and perry Locked him in. Lords Garibald Gray, John Carlton, and Benjacott Blackwood joined with the Northmen and the other rivermen the following day while Lord Lefford's ravens were shot down. The day after, they began their battle, which would become the bloodiest land battle of the dance. Hundreds died that day in the battle by the lakeshore, also, also called the Fish Feed, uh, which destroyed the Lannister host. One of the forces that lost the most men mm-hmm. were the winter wolves. Because Lord uh, Lord Dustin was like, hey, let us be your vanguard. And then they charged the enemy six fucking times. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. So... With the death of Jacaris Valerian, uh, filled the death of Jacaris Valerian filled Rhaenyra with anger and hatred, and she decided to use her dragons. With Kristen Cole and Aemon Targaryen and Vagar away from King's Landing, Daemon Targaryen and Caraxes joined with Rhaenyra on Cyrix, Cyrax, her which is her dragon, mm-hmm. above the capital, while Corlys Valerian's ships set sail into Blackwater Bay. Grand Maester Orwell, trying to dispatch ravens asking for help, was arrested before any letters could be sent. Riders bearing messages were arrested at the city gates, and the seven captains commanding the gates were killed or arrested, all by those gold cloaks still loyal to Daemon, who had once commanded them, including the commander of the gold cloaks who was quoted as saying, Damon gave us these gold cloaks. And 
because someone had called him a turncoat when he killed them. And he was like, Damon gotcha. gave us these gold co- gold cloaks, and regardless of which way you turn them, they're still gold. Gotcha. Okay. Yes. I'm, I'm in now. The city gates were opened for the men arriving on the Valerian fleet, and King's Landing fell in less than a day. Lord Laris Strong fled with King Aegon II, Prince Jehera, and Prince Maelor. Laris dispatched Jehera with Sir Willis Fell to Storm's End, and Maelor with Sir Rickard, Th- Rickard Thorne to Lord uh, Ormond Hightower. All of the green... All from the Green Council remaining in King's Landing yielded, and Rhaenyra took her place on the Iron Throne. Dowager Queen Alicent was spared, but her father, Sir Otto, was beheaded, as was Lord Jasper Wilde, Sir Tyland Lannister, twin to Sir Jason, was given to the torturers uh, in hopes of regaining some of the gold that he had hidden. So one of the things that, that Tylan had done as Master of Coin was he took all of the coin that was in King's Landing in the Royal Treasury and mm-hmm. split it into quarters. He sent a quarter of it to Castley Rock to the Lannisters. He sent another quarter of it to Hightower with, or to Old Town with the Hightowers. Mm-hmm. He sent a quarter of it to the Iron Bank in Bravos, and then kept the other quarter with him in King's Landing to pay for sellswords, ships, and bribes. Interesting. Yes. It was incredibly smart. It was. Yes. Um, Princes Joffrey and Aegon the Younger, Rhaenyra's remaining sons, were called to King's Landing. Aemond and Criston at Harrenhal could no longer agree on a plan of action. Criston wished to withdraw south to join Lord Ormond Hightower and Prince Darren Targaryen, while Aemond wished to attack the capital. Kristen led the Green's army south while Aemond remained to ravage the Riverlands, hoping that Rhaenyra would send a dragon after him. At the beginning of the war, the office of the Master of Ships had been offered to Dalton Greyjoy, Lord of the Iron Islands, the Lord Reaper of Pike. Uh, and this was by the Greens. Rhaenyra's council offered Dalton something more to his liking, however, so House Greyjoy declared for the Blacks... And with Lord Jason Lannister dying after the Red Fork, his Lannister army destroyed at the fish feed, and the green armies of the Reach marching east to Tumbleton. The coast of the Westerlands had only skeleton defenses. For several years, Dalton and his Ironborn raided and pillaged the coasts of the Westerlands and the Reach. Dalton captured Case and Fair Isle, and through and though the Ironborn could not force entry into Castle Rock after Jason's widow Johanna closed its gates, they sacked Lannisport. That's weird. Something fell on my nose. What <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> so, oh, lordy. <laughs> so, Dalton Greyjoy was also known as the Red Kraken. And he continued this pillaging of the, the Westerlands and basically of the coastline of the Somerset Sea for years even after this war was done. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Prince Aemond burned Derry, Lord Har- Haraway's town, Lord's Mill, Black Buckle, Buckle, Claypool, Swinford, and Spiderwood. Sir Criston Cole going south found everything in front of him dead. Forest, villages, horses, men. His scouts found scenes where 
armored corpses sat beneath trees, rotting away a mockery of the fallen, throwing a feast. Seeing multiple corpse feeds during their march, Kristen and his men grew accustomed of the sight. At Crossed Elms, however, the corpses were actually disguised blacks, who attacked Kristen and his men when they were riding past. Kristen's greens were ambushed by River Lords, River Lords and Roderick Dustin between the God's Eye and the Blackwater Rush. Kristen challenged them to single combat, but was refused. The battle was the most decisive in the dance, and after Kristen died, his men were killed by the hundreds in the rout. The massacre became known as the Butcher's Ball, and it marked the high point of Rhaenyra's fortunes. So, Kristen Cole and this army came across the army of the Riverlands. And he and, like, another one of his guys went to meet with their leaders and was like, let's parlay. Mm-hmm. Like, let's end this right here. Like, let our armies not fight each other. Yeah. But let, let's do this one-on-one. And I want to say it was Red Rob Rivers was like, he was like, it's one versus three, but I'll take all three of you. And Red Rob Rivers was like, I'd rather be one versus six and gave a signal and three dudes up on a hill all shot him with arrows and killed him on the spot. That is fucking smart. (laughs) I, I like this man. I like his skill set. Why, why do dirty work if you have three people on a hill with arrows? Yeah. And especially considering Kristen Cole was, prob- in terms of the prowess of a knight, Kristen Cole was probably the best fighter they had that was not mounted on a dragon. That's a great time. <laughs> I, I love it. I, this is a great time for me. Yeah. <sighs> love it. So, as Aemon continued to terrorize the Riverlands, um, Rhaenyra, sitting in King's Landing with all of her dragon riders, decided to split her forces. Mm-hmm. She sent Prince Daemon uh, with Caraxes and Nettles, the bastard-born dragon seed, with her dragon sheep stealer. I just so to keep it in. I'm it, sorry. it was named Sheep Stealer because it would steal sheep. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it, but I was just trying to keep it in. I was like, this is so fucking funny. <laughs> so she sent those two to try and hunt down Aemond in the Riverlands. Gotcha. And then she went ahead and sent um, Hugh the Hammer off the White and Alan of Hall to, or no, she just sent Hugh the Hammer and off the White to Tumbleton to meet with her forces there to help stop Ormond Hightower and Prince Darren. Gotcha. She kept her son Joffrey and his dragon, her dragon, and uh, Alan, now Valerian, formerly Alan of Hull, with his dragon there as well in King's Landing to Mm -hmm. help defend the the city. So... um, Prince Damon and Nettles took residence at Maidenpool. Um, and this was while Eamon was terrorizing the Riverland, striking at Stonyhead and the Mountains of the Moon, Sweet Willow, and Sally Dance, and many more. Each day, Caraxes and Sheepstealer unsuccessfully searched for Vagar from Maidenpool, just kind of going out wider and wider each day. 
What are you laughing at now? Sheep stealer still? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Crackhead. I have stolen your sheep, so what are you going to do about it? <laughs> I'm dancing in your fields, stealing your sheep. <laughs> just imagine this dragon out there, just like, oh, oh. I'm just going to go ahead and take this little one. Oh, I want this one too. Oh, what are you going to do? You little toothpick. <laughs> I've stolen your sheeps. Oh my lord. God, that kills me. I want a dragon named Sheep Stealer. I find that hilarious. I want I need this in my life now. Oh lord. Fuck the goats. <laughs> I can just get a dragon that steals sheeps. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> but I need the fifty goats to get the sheep stealer. Well that's how Nettles got Sheep Stealer, was she brought a sheep to his lair every day <laughs> until Sheep Stealer got used to seeing oh her. Oh my god, this story gets better. And then Nettles rode <laughs> Sheep Stealer. <laughs> I bring you sheep. You let me ride you. <laughs> I bring you sheep. <laughs> it's like that scene from New Girl. I got you cookie, you gave me cookie, Schmidt. <laughs> you gave me cookie, got you cookie. <laughs> With sheep. <laughs> got me sheep, gave you sheep. Oh my man. god. <laughs> gave me oh sheep, got god. you sheep. <laughs> Holy shit. It's so funny. <laughs> Compose yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious. I didn't think Sheep Stealer would fuck you up this much. <laughs> it's so great. <laughs> oh god. I also have no sleep in me, so this is fantastic. True. Okay, so the army of Lord Ormond Hightower, accompanied by Prince Darren and his dragon Tessarian, slowly advanced on King's Landing, defeating Rhaenyra's loyalists wherever they went. While Ormond was leading the siege of Longtable, Prince Maelor Targaryen and his protector Sir Rickard Thorne were discovered by a mob of Rhaenyra's supporters at Bitterbridge. The men and women clamored over the three-year-old boy, each trying to claim him, until the boy was torn to pieces. He was three. Oh. Yeah. A vengeful, vengeful Darren burned the town at, with the sack of Bitterbridge. Uh, Princess Jehera Targaryen safely arrived at Storm's End with Willis Fell. Uh, one of the things with the sack of Bitterbridge was the the wife of the Lord of Bitterbridge, who was dead, mm-hmm. didn't get there in time to like stop the massacre of this child. Gotcha. So when they showed up to sack the city, she was standing on top of her ramparts, on top of the gate, with a noose around her neck that said, and said, Lord, please spare my children, and jumped off, killing herself. Holy shit. Yes. She hung herself in front of them. Interesting. So off the white and Hugh Hammer flew to Tumbleton, but Rhaenyra's forces there were greatly outnumbered by the approaching Hightower army. Some refugees were secretly Greens who infiltrated the ranks of the Black's defenders. In addition, often Hugh, since they had, since then known as the Two Betrayers, changed their alliance to the Greens. Though Ormond and his cousin Sir Brandon died in the first battle of Tumbleton, killed by Roddy the Roddy the Ruin 
who himself was mortally injured, the Hightower army kept the advantage. The dragons Vermithor, Silverwing, and Tessarian let loose their flames upon Tumbleton, which was savagely sacked. Upon learning of Tumbleton, Rhaenyra ordered the gates of King's Landing closed and barred. The two betrayers made the made the Black Council question the loyalty of the other dragon seeds, Sir Adam Valerian and Nettles. Despite Lord Corliss Valerian speaking in their defense, Rhaenyra ordered Adam and Nettles arrested. Adam, who had been guarding the dragons at the dragon pit, was warned by Corliss and escaped on sea smoke, his dragon, causing Queen Rhaenyra to arrest Corliss Valerian, which was probably her biggest ally. It also caused the uh, Valerian knights and soldiers to start to desert her by the hundreds. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there was chaos in both King's Landing and Tumbleton. Sir Hobert Hightower presumed to take command of the leaderless Green army. Prince Darren commanded him to stop the sacking, but Hobert was ineffective. Off the White, dreaming of Highgarden, became angry upon being granted only Bitter Bridge. Hugh the Hammer began to dream of a crown of his own. With the Hightower army leaderless, desertions caused the army to shrink every day. Around the time of First Tumbleton, a merchant called, called Nasseria made a stop at Dragonstone for repairs and provisions. Having been driven off course by a storm, they spotted two fighting dragons while passing the Dragonmont. Inspired by the story of, of those from Volantis, local fishermen took took their boats for a look in the next or a look the next morning and they reported the burned and broken remains of Grey Ghost, one of the two remaining wild dragons on Dragonstone. Uh, Sir Robert Quince, Dragonstone's Castilian, named the cannibal, which was the last remaining wild dragon, mm-hmm. as the killer. Lord Lyris Strong had disguised King Aegon II during the fall of King's La- Landing and smuggled him to Dragonstone, where Aegon was later found by Sunfire. It had been Aegon's dragon who had actually killed Grey Ghost, not the cannibal. Rider and dragon went out flying again, regaining strength, while Aegon's supporters found local willing to be- locals willing to betray Rhaenyra due to mislike for her. Uh, the poorly defended Dragonstone fell easily, with Robert being slain by Sir Alfred Broom, who was angered by not being named the next Castellan by Rhaenyra. Lady Bela, Prince Damon's daughter, escaped her attackers on her dragon Moondancer. Uh, Sunfire blinded Moondancer with fire, however, and eventually killed the younger dragon after they crashed to the ground. They burned and ba- the burned and battered Bela was taken captive, and King Aegon the Elder now held Dragonstone, although he broke both of his legs during the fighting because he jumped <laughs> off of his fucking dragon. So, this is probably one of the craziest parts of the Dance of Dragons that I'm about to tell you about. Okay, I'm ready. And it's called the Battle Above the God's Eye. Rhaenyra Rhaenyra ordered Lord Manfred Mouton of Maidenpool to send her the head of Nettles. 
According to Rhaenyra, Nettles had become the lover of her husband, Prince Daemon, and was thus guilty of high treason. Nettles was a guest beneath his roof, and killing her would mean breaking guest right and facing Daemon's wrath. Refusing Rhaenyra, however, would mean being attainted a traitor. Maester Norrin suggested that they had never read the letter. Yeah, you just, you know, maybe you didn't need, like, read it. Yeah. And later that night informed Damon of Rhaenyra's command. Nettle and her dragon sheep stealer departed Maidenpool for parts unknown the next morning. Damon and Nettle spoke no words of farewell, but when sheep stealer cr- climbed into the sky, Caraxes gave a scream so loud that it shattered all of the windows of, um... This one tower, and I can't remember the fucking name of it there. John Quill's Tower. That's gotcha. It. Yes. Um, Damon told Manfred to spread the word that he would fly for Harrenhal so Aemon could face him alone. Once Damon was gone, Lord Mooton took down Rhaenyra's banners and raised the golden dragons of King Aegon II. Damon took Harrenhal from the few who still remained there and waited for 13 days. On the 14th day, Vagar appeared and Aemon and his bedmaid, the pregnant seer Alice Rivers, with Alice on the ground, the dragon riders fought in the sky above the god's eye. Their fight ended as the dragons locked together and tumbled towards the lake. According to tales, Daemon leapt from Caraxes to Vagar and drove the Valerian steel longsword Dark Sister through Aemon's blind eye. The dragon struck the lake half a heartbeat later. Caraxes crawled uh, from beneath the walls, crawled beneath the walls of Harrenhal, where he died. Vagar died in the waters and was found some years later, with Aemon's bones still chained to the saddle and with Dark Sister in his rider's eye socket. This guy does not have good luck with this eye. No. Damon's remains, however, were never found, causing singers to claim that he survived and spent his last days with nettles. It was the 22nd day of the fifth moon in the year 130 AC. Hmm. Yes. So at this point, like five dragons have now died. Okay. Including, uh, Aemon was riding the oldest and largest dragon, one of like the original three that Aegon the Conqueror came to Westeros with, like conquered Westeros with. So in King's Landing, the Valerian fleet, counting more than half of the army that had sailed, counting for more than half of the army that had sailed from Dragonstone, abandoned Rhaenyra when they learned of Lord Corlys Valerian was in the Black Cells. Those who remained could no longer be trusted. The same day, Queen Helena, who was the wife of King Aegon II, mm-hmm. threw herself from her bedroom window. Uh, she threw herself from, from Magar's Holdfest and died on the iron spikes of the moat below. Small folk believe that she had been murdered by Sir Luther Largett of the Gold Cloaks. Uh, I think it's Largent, actually, of the Gold Cloaks, however. Her dragon, Dreamfire, rose with a roar, snapping two of her chains in the dragon pit. That night, a riot rose in King's Landing. Luther and 500 Gold Cloaks were sent to Cobbler Square to disperse it, but Luther and many of his men were killed by 10,000 rioters. A hedge knight named Sir Perkin the Flea 
crowned his squire, Tristan Truefire, declaring him to be King Viserys Targaryen's bastard. Perkin bestowed knighthood on all who would support Tristan. So many fled to their call, causing so many to fled to their come to their cause. The next day, some order was restored to parts of King's Landing, but chaos remained in the city. Having learned about Maidenpool's betrayal and the escape of Nettles, Rhaenyra sent ravens to Winterfell and the Eyrie, pleading for more aid. Perkin and Tristane gained strength the next night. The King's Gate and the Lion's Gate were opened by rioters, the gold cloaks at the King's Gate having fled, and those guarding the Lion's Gate having joined the rioters. With Perkin gaining, holding the River Gate, three out of seven of the gates were now open to enemies. The people of King's Landing were no longer believed Rhaenyra could protect them. A crazed prophet known as a shepherd led an even larger mob to the hill of Rhaenyras to kill the dragons in the dragon pit. Uh, Joffrey, the now oldest son of Rhaenyras, since her <laughs> first two were killed, uh, wanted to go and help. His mother would not allow him to. He wanted to go and save his dragon. She said, no, you cannot go. So he mounted her dragon, Serax, or Cyrax, to fly to the dragon pit. Fearing the worst, Rhaenyra ordered her followers to go after him and bring him back. Seven men followed her command, remembered in history as the seven who rode. Sir, Sir Merrick Manderley, Sir Lorith Lansdale, Sir Harold Dark, Sir Harmon of the Reeds, Sir Giles Yarwood, Sir William Royce, and Sir Glendon Good. Rhaenyra's sea dragon was unaccustomed to the boy, and he died after being thrown from her back. Yes. Meanwhile, the rioters attacked the Dragon Ridge. Shriekos, which was a younger dragon that had yet to be claimed, was killed by a woodsman named Hob the Hewer, while Morgul, who was also a young dragon yet to be claimed, was killed by the Burning Knight. Taraxes went into his lair and roasted many before dying. Uh, Dreamfire, who had broken two of its chains, slew more than the other three dragons combined until a crossbow blinded one of her eyes. When Dreamfire tried to, after she was blinded, she tried to fly straight through the ceiling. <laughs> yeah. Like Willy Wonka just. Correct. Up and out. The weakened domed crashed on both dragon and dragon slayers, killing all of them. Cyrex descended on the survivors. Rhaenyra, watching from atop Mager's Holdfest, held her remaining son, Aegon the, Young, Aegon the Younger, until she saw Cyrex fall. So now she had lost all of her dragons. All of them. So upsetting. Rhaenyra's counselors agreed that the city was lost and was persuaded to leave the next day, slipping through the dragon gate for Duskendale. News of the unrest in King's Landing reached Tumbleton, making the Hightower army believe they should advance upon the city. But Sir Hobart Hightower doubted that the two betrayers and the two betrayers refused to join unless their demands were met with Aemon slain and Aegon II still missing the greens found themselves without leaders prince darren was next in line for the throne and there were some who wanted to name him prince of dragonstone or even king lord hugh hammer wanted to be crowned king by right of conquest he had the oldest and largest dragon left alive vermathor thrice as big as darren's tessarian off the white helped plot hugh's coronation Lord Unwin Peak and Hobart 
uh, summoned 11 other lords and landed knights who became known as the Caltrops to plot the death of the two betrayers with Darren's consent. Before the Caltrops could strike, Tumbleton woke at night to find themselves under attack by Adam Valerian and his dragon Sea Smoke, and an army of 4,000 blacks loyal to Rhaenyra. Uh, Adam pretty much left King's Landing and was like, I'm going to go prove that I am loyal to this cause. Rallied an army of river lords and marched on this army to kill them. Interesting. Yes. The great green host encamped at Tumbleton outnumbered the, their attackers, but had grown lax due to their long stay. Off slept through the second battle of Tumbleton. Off the white. Was, they tried to, apparently tried to wake him, and he mm-hmm. just snored louder and rolled under a fucking table. <laughs> because, <laughs> be he was, because he was drunk. That'd be me. Yeah. Uh, off slept through the second battle of Tumbleton. Hard Hugh was killed by one of the Caltrops, Lord John Roxton who was then killed by Hugh's men in revenge. Darren is said to have been killed by Black Trumbo or an unknown man-at-arms, or thirdly died from his pavilion burning and collapsing on top of him. Um, Adam and Seasmoke battled the riderless Tessarian and Vermithor, which ended with Vermithor ripping off the head of Seasmoke. Vermithor, due to his wounds, died next. Tessarian, after... Thrice trying to fly, remained in pain after the battle. Lord Benjicott Blackwood had one of his men end her suffering by shooting it in the eye with three arrows. Um, and Adam Valerian also died during the fighting. His, his bones were taken back to Ravenwood, where his uh, younger brother, Alan, would come and get them. And return them to Driftwood to be buried in a crypt with one word on his memorial. And all it said was loyal. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, that's mm-hmm. cool. I'll take that. Though having won the battle, the Rivermen had not been able to take the town. Tumbleton's gates were closed and without a dragon or equipment, they could not start a siege. So the Rivermen took all they found useful and left. Only one re- dragon remained at the town, Silverwing. In order to rid the surviving greens of Off the White, Hobart drank poisoned arbor gold, which was a wine, mm-hmm. with him to their mutual deaths. Without a leader or a rider for Silverwing, Lord Peak led the green army in retreat, and King's Landing had been saved. Interesting. Yes. So, Rhaenyra Targaryen was refused entry. This was after she had left King's Landing. She was refused mm-hmm. entry at Rosby and was allowed to stay only one night at Stokeworth. Half of her gold cloaks deserted on the road, and attackers killed several of her knights. At Duskendale, they were admitted but not allowed to stay long, refusing to part from her son, Aegon the Younger, and without ships, Rhaenyra sold her crown to buy passage on a Bravosi ship. She returned to Dragonstone, hoping to hatch a new dragon from the island's dragon eggs. So she had been sending ravens from Duskendale to Dragonstone because her Grand Maester was there. Yeah. And she was like, why am I not hearing anything back from him? Why are they not sending ships to get us? What's going on? Mm-hmm. Sir Alfred Broom and his garrison killed Rhaenyra's remaining men and captured the queen, her ladies, and Aegon the Younger once inside the gates of Dragonstone. Rhaenyra, Rhaenyra then faced Aegon II Targaryen, her half-brother, 
and the wounded Sunfire. Aegon the Elder then fed Rhaenyra to his dragon while Aegon the Younger looked on. With the chance that Rhaenyra's loyalists would continue to fight in her son's name, Aegon the Younger became a hostage. It was the 22nd day of the 10th month of 130 AC. On the 9th day of the 12th month, Sunfire the Golden died on Dragonstone. After this, Aegon started planning his return to King's Landing. Though Rhaenyra had died, her cause lived on. Aegon II would sit the throne again, but that would only last another half a year. Interesting. Yep. Um, after Rhaenyra's forces were abandoned King's Landing, Chaos took control of the city for several weeks, a period known as the Moon of the Three Kings. The squire Tristan Truefire, said to be a bastard of the late Viserys I, was installed by Perkin the Flea in the Red Keep. Meanwhile, a second pretender king was the four-year-old Gaiman Palehair, uh, who was claimed to be the son of King Aegon II Targaryen and was established atop Visenya's Hill at the House of Kisses. <laughs> that was a brothel. I like that. <laughs> Lord Boros Baratheon seized King's Landing for Aegon, Gaiman was arrested, and Tristan was executed after being granted the boon of knighthood. Lord Corlys Valerian, who had been left in the dungeons with when Rhaenyra fled the city, was freed and named to Aegon's small council. As Aegon II's only remaining heir was daughter Je his daughter Jahera, the widowed king agreed to marry the eldest daughter of Lord Boros. Yeah. Hmm. Nope. Went too far. There we go. With the battle of with King's Landing secured for Aegon II Targaryen, Lord Boros Baratheon led his armies against the rivermen who were approaching on the King's Road. These Lads, as they called them. It says these lads were led, but this army was led by who they called the lads, okay. which was Lord Kermit Tully, Lord Gro uh, Oscar Tully, and Lord Benjacott Blackwood. And, so... and Ben's aunt, Alisane Black Alley Blackwood. All right, so Black Back Alley Blackwood, blah, 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 blah. And Sesame Street are all on this? Yep. Except for Elmo and Grover. Gotcha. Yeah. Is Big Bird somewhere? I'm... No. I mean, I guess technically Kermit's a Muppet. But still. Oh, good. Oh, my God. What? I, I had the shows wrong. Well, no. I, El right? Elmo is on Sesame Street, and so was Grover. But... Kermit's a Muppet. That's what I'm saying. So I yeah. had the wrong show. Okay. <laughs> I never watched it. So. so um, Blo Bloody Ben Back <laughs> Blackwood, mm -hmm. which was the nickname of Benjicott Blackwood, at only 14 years old, yes. broke the flank of the confident Boros, and Black Alley led, her ar led the archers that brought down Boros's knights. Lord Baratheon killed Lords Derry and Malister before himself was killed by Lord Tully. This left King's Landing with only meager defenses, with the lads only a short distance away. Lord Cregan Stark and his forces marched south to reinforce them only a few days behind. Hmm. When the Black Army of the lads was a day's march outside of King's Landing, there was no significant green forces 
to stop them. Lord Craig and Stark was mark was coming south, with and other armies were coming from the Vale of Arryn as well. King Aegon II Targaryen refused to surrender, even when Corlys Valerian, now master of ships on Aegon's small council, advised him that the only remaining option was to surrender and join the Night's Watch. Instead, Aegon gave orders to have an ear cut off of his nephew, Aegon the Younger, and have it sent to the lads as a warning. If his bloodline died, so would Rhaenyra's. Aegon II was shortly found dead after, with blood on his lips from poisoned wine. Who poisoned the king remains unknown, though 22 men would be arrested. Holy shit. And here ends the Dance of the Dragons. 22 men arrested. With both, with both claimants dying. Now hmm. we go to the short aftermath. With King Aegon II dead, Aegon the Younger was crowned as King Aegon III Targaryen. Although Aegon II's host had been defeated and the Valerian fleet once more uh, served the Iron Throne, the period that followed was named the False Dawn. The realm faced numerous problems. The cruel winter that had begun the year before on Maiden's Day of 130 AC would last until 135 AC. Much of the realm had been burned out by dragonfire, in particular Aemon Targaryen's one-man war riding Vagar. <laughs> which burned most of the riverlands. <laughs> Broken men and outlaws roamed the countryside in hundreds and thousands, <laughs> and public <laughs> public order had collapsed in many places. The Iron Board, under command of Dalton Greyjoy, who had only nominally sided with the blacks as a pretext to attack wealthy green kingdoms, now refused to acknowledge the boy king Aegon III's command to stop raiding. Lord Cragen Stark and his northern army of childless, homeless, and younger men had marched to King's Landing with hopes of adventure. The sudden death of King Aegon II had robbed them of that chance, leaving Cragen furious. He wanted to punish Storm's End, Casterly Rock, and Old Town for having supported Aegon II over Rhaenyra. But upon his arrival, Lord Corlys Valerian had already sent out ravens suing for peace. Hmm. Interesting. Yes, so Lord Cragen Stark could not be dissuaded from punishing the betrayers and, and prisoners of King Aegon II Targaryen. He found the poisoning foul murder and had 22 men arrested in name of, a in name of young Aegon III Targaryen, including, including Lords Laris Strong and Corlys Valerian. He then made Aegon name him Hand of the King because he couldn't, he couldn't, punishment against other lords unless he was speaking with the king's voice gotcha. and as the hand of the king you can speak with the king's voice yeah uh Cragen reigned as hand during a day filled with trials and executions most of these accused chose to take the black so they decided to go to the wall and become part of the night's watch uh chief among them sir perkin the flea but sir giles belgrave of the king's guard and laris strong chose death interesting corliss was spared a trial thanks to the intervention of bela and reyna targaryen though rumor says that it was actually thanks to um black alley and she was basically like what <laughs> what can what? can we do to stop this from happening and he was like i want you to give me all of yourself forever 
And she was like, I think that can definitely be done. And they were married a year later. Two years later. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, after the day of executions, Cragen resigned his hand and returned to the north, leading many of his northmen behind in the south. And that is the Dance of Dragons. And you said the next one isn't coming out for like another 10 years. Probably not. George R. R. Martin has already said that he's not going to come out with that until after uh, the storyline for A Song of Ice and Fire is mm-hmm. finished. Um, there's two more books in that. The Winds of Winter is actually slated to come out, I believe, in November of next year. Okay. Uh, then he's going to take a break, work on a Doug, Dunk and Egg novella. Then he's going to put out the last book, probably do another Dunk and Egg. And then then he'll do the part two of this. Interesting. I really hope he lives this long. Yeah, I was about to say, this man is old as shit. Though supposedly he wrote this in like two weeks. Yeah. This whole book? Yeah. So why the age gap why why the why the gap in years oh well he's saying that the manuscript size for these next two books is going to be over 3,000 pages i mean obviously it'll be like slimmed down Mm -hmm. yeah that's crazy yeah so that and and with that i close my laptop because that is just a lot that is the first part of blood and fire um i really really hope that george r R. martin gets it out soon even though i'm probably going to be 40 by the time it comes out probably i know but it makes me sad i mean probably gonna start listening to it again (laughs) i really i love this book i love it so much i mean here's the thing if it comes out when you're 40 just think of all the stuff you have to look forward to i mean like you're old and you're probably not going to be, um, you're just going to go down in attractiveness. So that's nothing to look forward to. But the book. Darling, have you met me? I age like wine, not cheese. You don't, though. Yes, I do. I also am biased. <laughs> and I'm not dating you, so. True. Danielle would say different. Mm, would she, though? Probably not. What would Miles say? <laughs> <laughs> Miles would try to be your best friend. Milos. Milos. <laughs> Micah. This man. Anyways. But next Michael. week. Next week. Next week. Have we picked a book yet? That's a great question. I think we're. St- I'm still thinking. I'm between a couple. So we're doing both of these at one point. So it doesn't matter. Oh, but okay. I'm between um, Ugly Love Still by Colleen Hoover and A Love Quotient. I forget who it's by. Hmm. But both are great books, but do I want to put you through the ringer or do I want to put you on like a plot? Because the like, eh, we'll figure it out. It's going to need to be something that's going to be able to keep my attention at work. I'll figure... Do you like male prostitutes? <laughs> no. Do you like reading about them? I, I don't have a whole lot of experience with that, but if I was to guess, I would say no. 
<laughs> might be reading about it. Oh, God. It's fun. It doesn't turn into anything. It turns into a lovely story. So, we'll figure it out. Sounds like my friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Anyways, so... Well, you love this book, so you rate it, like, what? Five? Yeah, I would give this a five. Mm-hmm. I would definitely give this a five. I think I gave it a 4.95 in the first story, so I'm giving it a five now. If I... So this was a, a DNF for me. I did not finish. But if I had to give it... If I actually give more thought to it and, like, actually read or watch Game of Thrones, then I'll come back. I'll revisit and probably give it a, a true chance of a rating. Mm-hmm. I feel like the audiobook would... For something like this, the mm-hmm. audiobook might be more up your alley on this one. Probably. Sir Simon Vance does it. It was very good. I don't know if he's Sir or not. Simon Vance mm-hmm. was the one who did it. <laughs> Sir Simon Vance. And it, so it's, it's, it's written from the perspective of a maester going back and writing this as a, as a mm-hmm. history book. And it, it, he does a really good job of that. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. But make sure to follow us on all the good stuff. Uh, Spotify, Instagram. We got a Facebook page we now. We got a Facebook page. Give that a share. Give that a like, please. Yeah. But, yeah, give us a follow. Leave a comment. Tell us how you we can do better. Tell us what you want us to, you know, put in our podcast next. And I'm really going to try and get away from fantasy here soon. Yeah. I'm not really sure. Uh, next, My next one I might go with, with historical fiction. Is it short? Yes. The audiobook was only like five hours. Then I'm down. Yeah. I, yeah. Then I'm down. And it's based on a TV show, so you can watch it and then go watch the TV show. Okay. Yeah. It's on Netflix. Okay. It just finished. Whew. It was kind of sad when I finished it. Which one? The Last Kingdom. <gasps> That's what it is? Yeah. <gasps> okay. Yeah. But yes. Give yeah. us a follow. Uh, yeah. Comment, share, like, all, do all the good stuff. Um... And we will forever and always see you next week. Off and keep it off the books. Yeah, keep that shit off the fucking books. Keep and, it off the books. Um, yeah. Yeah. If you keep it on the books, that's fine too. But we would prefer to keep it off the books. Can I just say that my mind is fucking melted right now from all the, from this fucking episode? Yeah. That was a lot to go through. Now that I'm done, I'm like, holy fuck, I'm tired. Yeah. <laughs> I think you definitely deserve like uh, six gold medal award winning <laughs> beers um and this is not sponsored by miller light but if it was <laughs> that'd be a perfect uh into window right there yeah but anyways All see right. us next week catch us next week as always uh and we're out yeah read people read these fucking books please <laughs> good <laughs> bye <laughs>